Hi all, welcome to another episode of Let's Hookah. On this week's episode, I sat down with comedian Bassam Shah to talk about everything from comedy to Bassam's studies abroad in Istanbul. We talked about Turkish, Kurdish and Kashmiri history and what it means to be a New Yorker. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please join my Patreon for more content. Comment and rate this episode and follow us on social media. Thank you. Welcome to Let's Luka. Today we have Basam Shal. Welcome, Basam. Hoş bulduk. Hoş geldin. Yeah. All right. I said, but I, I did the thing first. You had to say geldin first. Right? I said, yeah, hoş geldin hoş first. Ge- yeah. And then you said, geldin means you came. Oh, hello. Hoş oh, means nice. I'm glad I, I geldin. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you, you came. And then bulduk means uh, I found you nice. Oh, I thought it would be like in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I came in my pants. Yeah. And that's a great way to pants, say hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, it's weird and old. I think it's very Ottoman. Hoş geldin, hoş bulduk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very, it feels formal. You lived in Turkey, right? So yeah, yeah. I lived in Turkey for like six months. That was like 10 years ago now. So I can't say that I have... You went for school or... Went for school, yeah. What did you do? Um, Erasmus. Erasmus. You know, you know, Einische, you know, it's like study abroad, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's 2013. And then I was at Syracuse University, where I'm from. And then Istanbul, we lived in uh, Ortokoy. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And um, we went to Bacchashir University. Okay. Which is an awful university. Is it a bad uh, university? Every, well, apparently in Turkey, what the thing is, like, the schools, if they're private after high school, it's a bad school, right? But mm. if it's a public school, that means it's a good school. Right. So because, like, rich kids who just, like, blow off. They just, they just buy a degree, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what we were doing. Uh, okay. So they're a little bit more upfront about it in Turkey than they are in America. Right. Yeah. Right. But it was very funny because everyone, I tell everyone that they're like, it's not a good school. Wow. <laughs> like It's like on the water though. It's on the water. Every time I go to Istanbul, I walk by Bacici because I think it's such a fun area. It's fun All area. the students hanging out, like right by the water. Beşiktaş, yeah. Beşiktaş, yeah. And I thought because it's Beşiktaş and in the sports, Beşiktaş is like the underdog. Uh-huh. It's like the, the blue color. Yeah. Team. Yeah. I know. And, so, and they have the color scheme of ISIS too, which is great. <laughs> it's just black and white, you know? That's so like good. the flags, they can just, you know, they're synonymous. They can be that's used so for funny. either or, yeah. Because, you know, when they started as a football club, it was still, it was they were the first football club in Turkey. Yeah. 1908 or something. And it was uh, a gymnastics club before it was a yeah. football club. See, oh yeah, I know the history. Look oh, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I did the deep dive. And yeah. I always thought black and white because, you know, if they were showing it on TV, it would have been black and white is what I thought. But yeah. Like, even at like, My team is Galatasaray, which is the second, second or third team. Yeah. The most successful one of the team, but it's yellow and red. But on TV back then, you wouldn't be able to distinguish. You wouldn't know. Black and white. <laughs> I went to a Galatasaray game when I was there. It was like a, a Champions League game. So oh. it was like a postponed one. And so they were playing against Juventus, which is black and oh white. God, yeah. um, but they uh, they won. And uh, yeah, the the Turks, man, and they're like, uh, they, oh yeah, they're crazy audience members, dude. Yeah, they're like just like throwing off like fireworks. Like people get into like real great fights. Yeah, uh, we get like so many hooligans. hooligans. We get like fined by the referee, by the by FIFA all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, okay, you have to play three matches with no audience. So it's the audience that like, gets penalized. Oh, it's that's not the so team. Funny. This is so crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a timing. It's like it's a timeout for literally the audience. Like that's literally what yeah. it is. You, you guys go. need to behave yourself. You can't watch the soccer game. They only do that for the Turks. So everyone else, they're like, ah, no, you guys are civilized. Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess <laughs> so. Yeah, because yeah. the British are horrible too. The hooligans in the UK. Yeah. But I guess like, but no, really, the Turkish they do. It is much dirtier. The the sport, the way it's played. Um, it's way more like Italian football. I guess they don't find Italians. Italians also. Right. Yeah. 
And they all they also play dirty. So yeah, look at look who they just elected. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. I have sixty three percent or something. Yeah. So you still you've actually like lived in a lot of European countries. This isn't just like Denmark, right? Oh wow, yeah. yeah. I grew up. I was born and raised in Denmark, and then two thousand thirteen. Yeah. I went to California. I wanted to study abroad, so I went to California, and then after that. I realized I never wanted to go back to Denmark. Yeah. So then I went to... You found another socialized country, which is California. Yeah, I guess so. But I wasn't really... It wasn't about that. Uh, San Diego. San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Do you like San Diego? I I wouldn't live there. Okay. It's beautiful. It It has the best weather in the world. The weather is amazing. Um, I I don't like slow paces because... I'm like a fast-paced person, type A person, so I don't like yeah. yeah. Was, uh, New York is like way more my speed, but um, after California, I just realized I didn't want to go to Denmark because you know it's like a small country. And, you know, you walk on the street, you know everyone basically. Yeah. Like one million people, and you just run into people you know all the time. That um, does sound depressing. It's it's it's, it's right? very obvious why people are depressed there. Yeah. <laughs> it's because they're just still like in like they're like high school basically. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. really expand much, like, and everyone sticks with their friends from you know middle school and. You know, high school and college, and it's like all closed groups, and you don't really experience a lot. Yeah. So then, so obviously in California, I met all these people from like all over the world, mm-hmm. and, and then uh, I went to study in Portugal for a year. Wow. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just go all over the world. Yeah, and You've then after that, world. I moved to the UK. So yeah, like three different countries in Europe. Three different countries in Europe. Yeah. Gotcha. But you're technically so you're Kurdish. You're you're technically stateless in a, in a sense, Thank right? You. No, I mean, hey, I can relate. I'm just saying, like, you know, we're also my family's from like the like you know conflicted area of yeah. like South Asia, but uh, so I, I mean, it's just like funny because when I meet like Kurdish people, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's a thing, and it's in like the like the most hotbed of a fucking region too, like yeah. Syria, Iran, Turkey. In Iraq, right? Yeah. Those aren't really cool neighbors. No, yeah. they're not. And this is... <laughs> not going to be like, yeah, you can have some of our backyard. Chill, yeah, sure. yeah. All that oil you got, keep, keep it. Keep it, yeah, right? We're not going to hate your people. No, we're not going to think you're confused. Well, honestly, but, you know, it's so obvious why it was the Europeans that decided to cut that region into four. Right, when the Ottoman Empire fell. Yeah. And it's so fucking obvious with the European history of doing that all over Africa. So this is what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted to divide that up so they could cause all that mayhem. They did the same thing in India, right? Like all of that, like even even partition, was that really for like did they really care? Like, no, we did that have... willingly. That was like I was like a, a group project. So we're like, we should just try this experiment out. You're a scientist, you, you get reckon? it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know. You that's... don't think the British played a hand in that because they no, could it's, just like... right. It's absolutely smart to like yeah. play minorities against each other. Right. Um, but then, like, yeah, that region specifically, though, it's like after the Ottoman Empire fell, there were so many power grabs. Right. And I so I studied like Turkish history for like oh, the most part. So like I know that like he was what he was supposed to have PK the the Kurdistan they were supposed to happen, but then Ataturk like was like no exactly because there was some type of either an assassination attempt or they weren't doing something that he liked and he was like we're gonna put the kibosh on this yeah and also even back in like ottoman empire since like 1800s they were trying to like get rid of the kurds for a long time yeah there were multiple genocide attempts in that region multiple so it's like yeah so it wasn't even a new thing when they were like yeah these fucking kurds and they were like yeah we've been hating them for a minute yeah because also there are loads of um during the ottoman empire it was because so wait they've had so many genocide attempts you know like in basketball it's like field goal attempts so you can be like free genocide (laughs) attempts so they've had they're like oh for four i think they they should get a, a they should get timed 
out. Like they should be like, yeah. okay, you you you're done. No more shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah no you gotta bench them. Yeah, yeah. We should bench them. Be like, okay, you've done enough genocides now. Yeah, you need to stop. In different games. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I guess you could say that for a lot of co- countries too. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But we won't. You know, the Turkish government. We won't say that they've attempted. That was the Ottomans. They in Turkey. They when I, they tell us about the Kurds, they, mm. they you're like a ghost huh. story, right? And they yeah. are, they're like um, they're either confused Turks or they're terrorists oh that are in the gosh. mountains. And I was like, I feel like those are that's very simplistic. There's probably a little people bit more were there. saying that to you. People were saying that to us. Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking hate Turkish people. <laughs> I'm not. I'm okay to say that. I feel yeah. fine saying this on this podcast. Being like Turkish people, even the most fucking liberal Turkish people will still be like, you know, they'll all be like, they'll be like, for gay rights, women rights, and all of that. Yeah. Comes to Kurdish people, like, oh no, no they're no, terrorists. No. <laughs> they, yeah, they're wrong. They're like, yeah. shut up, you they're took like, our land. Rights. Yeah, we're all free love for everybody coexist. Yes. Because like, oh man, no. they gotta go. Armenians and Kurds, fuck. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's like, how can you be so, this cognitive dissonance, right? Like, they really cannot distinguish what they're, it's, so frustrating. I've been frustrated about this for so long. No, I get it. I'm uh, I'm sorry yeah. to, to bring these uh, <laughs> traumatic just memories like, up here. We went straight into yeah. genocide. But my study abroad in Turkey was dope. Uh, <laughs> love the culture. Love the people. Oh, um, the Hagia Sophia is super beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah no, I, I um, when I was there, I was very like enchanted by the idea. Like Ataturk is like a, a big. He was, I think, prominent. Then I think Erdogan now has sort of like distanced them from his like or, ordeals. But Ataturk was like huge. And for me, I was like, this guy's like interesting. But then he also like did a lot of bad things, but also good things. It's like a very different type of autocrat. Yeah. Where you normally hear about, like at least these days, it's like there's some things that were like progressive, like some things that he did for women were progressive. But then, and then he united his country when shit was kind of going down. Like, you know, it was all being like sort of divvied up and colonized. But he looked towards the West and sort of spurned the East. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know. It's such a... It's such a weird country in, in a lot. Of, not it, not it to, is, you know, even shit more on Turkey. I mean, but, it's yeah. like, it's it has an interesting history. And I, I feel like sometimes I look at how, you know, going from like a huge empire to getting like scraps of land to like continue with. And then this Turkish identity that they felt was threatened. I can look at it and be like, I understand why they did what they did. They did it was still wrong. Yeah. But, you know, they went from having a huge you know, huge identity, strong identity to being like, okay, we have 50 million people left in this country. And so we're going to ban all other identities. Yeah. It was just a shame that it was my people that, and Armenians that it all ended up affecting, you know, it was I like, know. I get why they did that. I, it's still fucked up. Yeah. Does that make sense? They ban all identities. That's all just so identities. funny. They're like, they're, you cannot identify as a Kurd yeah. or as an Armenian. Until I was a very child. Very unwoke, very unwoke. You yeah, had, you had to call yourself Turkish. Yeah, oh. we'd go to Turkey during summer. My parents would be like, you "Can't speak Kurdish. You can't say you're Kurdish." Okay, yeah. And they were like, they would actually uphold that. Yeah. And that was especially because in the '70s there was a movement, right? Because the Kurdish cities in the east were so oppressed and they were so behind on everything. All you know, all development was happening on the west and nothing on the east. Yeah. So then there was a workers' party that ro- rose up. And that was the PKK. PKK. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. And that very, you know, very quickly became outlawed and and deemed yeah. a terrorist group. Definitely. Um, and it made the Kurdish identity go from being a, oh, you guys are savages and villagers to you're terrorists. terrorists. Yeah, yeah. So, very easy label. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so easy, and it's like all you see in Turkish media too. You know, and like 
Kurds are, are very progressive. Women are very much on the front lines of like serving in their military. So yeah. like for all these like BIPOC flags and all the LGBTQ flags, you got to add some Kurdish colors now. I yeah. think so. Whatever, yeah. add some, yeah. And honestly, if the Kurds want independence, they should just declare it on July 4th because then America can't be like, no. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, I mean, we get it. You know, that's a good day. They, 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 they're you nice. They, they cooperate alliance. with Israel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They seem like good yeah. people. They got oil. Hell like, yeah. Hey, yeah. we helped you get rid of Saddam. How fucking dare you? I don't think we did a good thing for the Iraqis. Yeah. But they also didn't do great <laughs> did things for us. us yeah. You know, they're like, <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah. This is one thing I really hate about the Middle East is that everyone is always looking at their own cause. Totally. No one's like trying to bond together. I hate that Kurdish people and Palestinians always pitted against each other. I don't even know that. Palestinians? Yeah. Really? It's like we have the same cause, man. Yeah. Like So what was happening when Saddam was like, exterminating Kurdish people, mm-hmm. he was the only the good leader. Old days. Yeah. In the, right, yeah. Huh? the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the only leader in the Middle East that was uh, supporting Palestine. And this is just verbal... Yeah, support, woke, right? Woke, He's, woke he wasn't Saddam. doing, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't doing anything. He was still like, but he was being, you know, outspoken against Israel and and the United States, and that's just like so many leaders. It's not a, it's not a difficult one, right? It's, yeah, this is what they all do. But Palestinians, then, because he was supporting them, were supporting Iraq in their in their like quest to get rid of. Shit. So then Kurdish people obviously were like, we're going to hang out with Israel we're now. like, hey, yeah. listen. And then Israel was like, oh, we'll support these people. And US was like, we'll support these people. Let's give you arms to get rid of, to fight the Iraqis. Oh my God. So it's like, there's a lot of bad blood there. That makes so much, because I was always like, why are the Kurds hanging out with the Israelis so much? Now it makes so much sense. Oh also, there are religious minor- minorities within the Kurds uh, that are like that pre- predate like uh, mono- Theistic religions. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah, like yeah. sun gods and whatnot. Well, not Yazidis. Yazidis. Yeah. 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 You're right. So, yeah. Those are like ancient, like 5,000 year old religions. Okay, and, yeah. And those people have been like kept as sex slaves by ISIS and they were like exterminated. And Alevis in Turkey were. Yeah. The Alevis. Yeah. Know, yeah. There were so many genocides. And so like recently in the 80s, there were genocides against Alevi Kurds. So. Wow. Yeah. Religious minorities have, yeah. Yeah. I actually went to an Olive Gem, uh, um and then I was like so enthralled with the idea of it. it. They made it look really fucking cool. They had a gift shop. And afterwards, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, like, how do I join? And they're like, that's, you can't. Really? Yeah. I'm like, how do I, like, you can can't I be Olive Because, like, my family's like Sunni technically, right. right? So I was just like, this is so cool. Like, women are dancing and praying with, oh. with the dudes. And, like, you know, there's, like, photos of Ali, like, he's Jesus. Right. Like, they really are, like, this is our Jesus, man. Yeah. All right? And, yeah. like, this is what Jesus would have looked like because this guy's got some nice, like, olive dark skin. Right. Really full beard. Uh, and then they have, like, it's three. They're, like, they're big on the three. They're, like, and that's, yeah. like, the, basically the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But, like, Islamically. So, I was, like, oh, shit. This oh, is, that's like. so interesting. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're, like, no, you can't. You can't do it. You have to, like, marry and do it. Oh, okay. I, think, yeah, I don't know I what, the, do what the rules are. Yeah. I just know that. So when I, in 2013, was the first time I met an Alevi guy. In, in Germany, there are a lot of Alevis, Alevi Kurds from Turkey that came as like, you know, refugees yeah. and in the UK as well. So in 2013, when I was in California, I met a lot of Turkish people from Germany, Kurdish, Turkish people. And I, you know, we gravitate always towards brown people, right? Like we always gravitate towards those people. So yeah. my closest friends in, in California were actually people from Germany. 
who were of like minority background as okay, well. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then one day we were all out at night and uh, you know, you end up in seven eleven at the end of the night and you get not a slice of, like a slice of pizza or something. Yeah. That's, that's your bodegas over there? <laughs> in in, like, in California? Yeah, in yeah. San Diego? Yeah. It's gross. It's so gross. Yeah. And this guy, um what was his name? Tunjai or something. He had a slice of pizza that had pepperoni on it. And I was like, you know that's pork, right? Yeah. And he was like Ich bin Alevi, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ich bin Alevi, so funny. <laughs> I was like, why did, you, why did he have to switch to German? German yeah, yeah. And also, Ich bin Alevi? Are you, I was like, oh, I didn't know they, they ate pork. Yeah. And then I said this to another Alevi friend of mine that I had met there. I was like, oh, I said this thing to Tunja, and he said, Ich bin Alevi. And she was like, she was like, that's so offensive. We don't eat pork. We're yeah. Muslim too, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so confused now. But that's like what was like John Kennedy, like during like East and West Germany, like during the Cold War, he was like, ich bin Liner. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he's just like, ich bin Alevi, if he really, really was progressive, if he really was identifying with right. the people of Germany. That guy thought he was like John Kennedy yeah. by <laughs> eating like pepperoni pizza. There you go. He was making there a statement go. right yeah, there. Yeah, making a statement. You don't eat pork though. No. So I the first time I ate like pork willingly was in Turkey because they had it there. Really? Yeah, they had it at this pizza place, which is like right next to my favorite cafe. And they had like authentic like Italian pork. And I'm like, dude, if it's here. And then I went to this place called Midpoint, which is like a franchised okay. like fancy restaurant in Istanbul. And they had pork on the menu. I'm like, dude, if it's here. like That's why wild. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. They have so many expats. They have a lot of people. They have Christians there too, right? They have, yeah, I guess it makes sense. And they do aspire too much to the West. So sure. in Portugal, I met loads of Turkish people too. And they were like, well, you know, we're in Europe, so we're going to eat pork. I was like, but you're still Muslim, right? And they were like, yeah, but, you know, we can't afford these prices here. Well, dude, yeah, if you go to Spain, you can't eat any food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to Spain with my parents. It was the hardest month of my life. Yeah. Because I could not eat anything with them. <laughs> it was just potatoes every fucking meal. Because there's everything else is homo, everything what else is seafood? pork. Yeah, you can go into the seafood, but how much seafood can you really eat before you fucking get mercury poisoning, right? <laughs> like, it's yeah, not so chilled. Like, I love the paella, everything else is good, but like, they're really good for their pork. The Spaniards yeah. are very good for their pork. And it was cool seeing like all the Islamic stuff they had. In like the south of Spain, the south too. Of Spain. You yeah. went with your whole, for a whole month. Not for a whole month. Parents? I was exaggerating there. Okay, but uh, I think for like at least like a week. Yeah, my brother's always like, I want to go to Italy. He he's like quite religious compared like compared to me, I'd say. Yeah. So I was like, Yeah, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Spain, but. What are we going to eat there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can just have a margarita. It's fine. It's like pizza with no f- meat on it. Like, what is that? It's literally bread and, and yeah. ketchup. That's yeah. all you can eat then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he's like, he cares so much about food. When, when he came to visit me when I lived in the UK, yeah. in London, I was like, you know, we can just go to this Italian restaurant or something. You don't have to eat anything with meat in it. Uh-huh. He just looked at me like I was crazy. Yeah. So I would have to take him to like... The north of London, where all the Turkish restaurants are. And is he halal too? He's halal. Oh, yeah. dude, that's even tougher, man. It's so tough. Yeah. In New York, he'd be fine, right? Yeah, but dude, these guys, they'll all eat just like halal guys and just get diarrhea and like understand <laughs> that, like, okay, halal is clean, but not on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that red <laughs> so sauce, funny. dude, is not really going to help your IBS. That red sauce yeah. is not a good red sauce. Oh, hot take here. I agree. I think like it could have been a little bit um, more flavorful. It's not yeah. that much flavor impact into it. It's not. Um, it's just hot. Yeah, it's just hot. 
but that's why I like the white sauce a little bit more. Um, I've stopped eating a lot of like when I first okay. was getting to New York, it was like every week. Really? Then you just realize you can't eat like bagels, halal guys, and pizza like every week because you no. just you get the oh the New York twenty. What is that? You know, you're like twenty pounds when you like go to New oh. York. Yeah. Just oh, that checks out. Okay. <laughs> Thousand percent checks out. So you've been here for now like over over a year. Over a year. Okay, yeah. that's great. How's it been? How's the comedy been for you? It's been fun. I would have to say I. In the beginning, the first few months, it was like difficult finding my feet. Sure. But this, I, I feel like the love of the scene now. Yeah. Like, I feel like there are people who know me. We all hate know- you. We all, we all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what people say behind closed yeah. doors. But I mean, I get booked on shows, so that's good. That's good. That's important. One year into, like, that's like the biggest, like, it's not like adjustment, but when you come in here, because I was like maybe one year into comedy before I moved to New York. Oh, And so wow. it was like a... Not a, a huge like reset in the sense of like I was having like many years of experience in like other places. So like I knew that I was gonna have to like just like start from scratch here again. Mm-hmm. But starting from scratch here, like the people who start here, I'm always really impressed because it's very it's challenging. It's definitely right. very and then there's so many different venues and areas to sort of like develop as a comedian or like try to get on stage and yeah. like there's really like no right way about going it. It's right. kind of interesting. Yeah. And then you find out like the stuff that works in one borough doesn't work in another borough and yeah. all of yeah. that is just like so you know, you could do things in Harlem that absolutely is not going to work in Brooklyn. Yeah. And like, I don't even come to this neck of the woods that often. Right. I live in Brooklyn and uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I think that it's better received in places where it's not like a specific, like, so for like Brooklyn, especially it's like one type of sort of like mindset or person maybe yeah. in these areas, but like for like, maybe like Manhattan, I like doing comedy more in Manhattan just because there's more of like a different mix of people Mm. and it definitely doesn't seem as like sort of like one thought minded absolutely yeah not to say that I don't like Brooklyn I love Brooklyn I love living there yeah yeah and there's definitely like diversity in Brooklyn but like there's different socioeconomic just sort of classes here and then Mm. tourists too it's a little bit easier to sort of like for them to find like other rooms but I don't know I this is like easily my favorite city in the world Istanbul was like my my favorite for the longest time right but then like I hadn't been there in like 10 years so I can't really claim that's like the best yeah, I would say Istanbul is my favorite city. Yeah. my I would say Istanbul, London, um, New York are like what I would put in the top three. But I'd hate, I hated New York living here the first, first year. year. Yeah, okay, I yeah. I fucking hated what it was, so, so it just, the city eats you, you know? Oh it my goes God. against you. You're going to miss the train. It's late at night and oh, you just missed it. Gosh. Yeah. Or like you're on the train at 3 a.m. coming back and then it just skips your stop. Yeah. Oh, we're going express now. Dude, let me out first before, like, tell me that you're going to, no, you just missed your stop. So you're all the way in Washington Heights. Yep. So you have to come back. Hell, Washington Heights. Yeah. Oh my you're God. You're like 161st. Yeah. yeah no, oh know. my God. It, this there, is the one train, right? It's one train. Yeah. Yeah. It's always the one yeah. train, dude. It's never the one train. I, and, when you told me you lived here, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I dated a girl up here. It didn't last. It definitely did. I know. Yeah. I was like, I tried seeing someone in in, uh, in Brooklyn for a bit. And I was like, no, that, that's this is a long distance relationship. Yeah. I can't do it. That's basically east turkey to west turkey <laughs> the difference right there yeah. yeah no it's it's it was rough i think what was really rough too was that uh seeing human suffering just like every single day i'm not used to that man i come from europe yeah like, i guess so but you, you have such a background in genocide that i was like it only makes sense <laughs> you, got, you gotta come here you're bringing that vibe here you right? know what? <laughs> when everyone was like yeah new york is tough new york will get you i'm like you know how many genocides my people have survived <laughs> <laughs> yeah and now all these rats are gonna fucking try to kill you oh my god and so and they and are cockroaches rats and all of that no it, it's a uh, sanitation here is very bad like this is the only city where i think 
trash is just so openly like out mm-hmm. in the streets and so like when the snow hits just have that perfect frothy mix of like trash snow hiss oh, like all that like you know hobo cum everything oh yeah it's uh, so over character summer, building over summer i i came i was away for like four weeks we went to turkey to sweden for my friend's wedding and then to denmark when i came back I was just like, you know, you get out at JFK, you take the A train or whatever it is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh shit, that smell. I forgot that smell of piss that's everywhere. Everywhere. You get desensitized to it and then you leave and you go to a place that actually breeds proper air. And you're like, fuck, yeah, I have to go back to getting desensitized. It's a, uh, because I've described this to like a lot of people now where like LA is like a sad heaven. New York is like a fun hell. So like, mm. I like that that's phrase. Nice yeah. yeah. Because you can definitely have fun in this city, mm. but then when you kind of like go home, you're like, oh, it is still hell. It's still yeah. hell. Yeah. Like I'm still like living in like the absolute like grunt of it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So where did you move here from? I moved here from Washington, D.C. Um, so after I graduated from like upstate New York, Syracuse, I oh, moved yeah. down to D.C. And then I was working there for like two years. And uh, then I just, I've always wanted to live in New York. So mm. when the album came, I was like, I gotta, I gotta Where's come your here. family? My family is, they're in the D.C. area now, but they okay. previously were like in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but we have like a lot of family like in like the Long Island area and like an hour upstate from like the city. Right. And like, I have like a lot of cousins in the city. I actually have a cousin who's going to Columbia now. Um, he's this guy's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. You're single. He's single. What's what's connected? Yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's? He's still studying. He's probably a kid. No, no. He's in. He's in law school. Yeah. So early twenties, mid twenties. No, he's he's my he's twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. See, that's not bad. That's not bad. Thirty two. Yeah. So and he's you know he's from a stateless area. You're from a stateless area. Okay. <laughs> like you guys got a lot in common. Genocide just could be the the bonding. Yeah. You know. Bonding. You know it's here. it's called trauma bonding, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> for sure but uh yeah i think um, i love new york like i want to put like roots here uh my wife is very privy to california she loves california oh, okay. and uh i like california too but like only for like maybe like uh, short periods of time but then i like mm-hmm. kind of getting back here because i like similar to you i'm more of like the type a i like the sort of hustle right. kind of chaos like i i thrive in that environment and california is just like a little too boring yeah i yeah. feel like the fact that you you liked istanbul says that yeah about you yeah yeah this is what, while I was studying it, so I was I was a student at Cambridge, which is a really quiet place, and it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's a small city. Yeah. And every time I felt overwhelmed with work and people and just like generally life, I would go to Istanbul for like four days and be on my own and just work in coffee shops, go for long walks. And everyone was like, you're going to a stressful city to de-stress? Yeah. I was like, yeah, because in the chaos, I find peace. Sure, sure. It's like, it's weird. Like, yeah. Like chaos to cosmos, you know, that like transition was kind of interesting. So many different energies and like vibes. So you kind of like end up being a little bit more inspired. Yeah. Um, And I think just like for me, I need to be in an environment where like I'm other, I'm seeing other people like work hard. It kind of gets me in like a mindset of like, oh, I need to also be like working working hard for that. And like, yeah, that whole saying, you know, if you make it here, you make it anywhere. Mm. Being rich in New York, like that's like, you can see that it's like, it's cool. It's very cool. But yeah. How sustainable is it? We don't know. I don't know. I lived in the Upper East Side. Like I was just seeing like real old money, like epstein like money oh, gosh, and yeah. like very they live very differently up there and then when i moved to like bedsty right after the upper east side and that's completely fucking mm. different like still a lot of jews but very different right. types yeah yeah absolutely i think that's one thing that also does kind of frustrate me about new york is the wealth inequality 
Oh, they you're going to be like, you know, first means my New York is the Jews. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay, all right. PKK. Yeah, all right. There we go. No, no, I'm okay yeah, with yeah, that. No, we, love, we, love, we love the Jews. Yeah. No, Shana both. Tova to all of our listeners. It's the New York. Yeah. What does that mean? Shana, Shana Tova. Shana Tova's happy. Yeah, you yeah. lived in New York for longer. Right? Yeah. No, I, all my best friends growing up too. This is always a funny thing too with like the Muslim Jew thing. It's like all my best friends growing up. Not even intentionally, we're all like just happen to be like Jewish, oh, wow. but different like degrees of religiosity of Judaism. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Kurt York, like yeah. Woody Allen, you know, uh-huh. right? Well, you live in Manhattan, you have yeah. to watch a lot of Woody yeah. Allen. I mean, he's whatever, say whatever you want about this guy. He's obviously fucking weird. Yeah. You got to edit all this shit out. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's you're problematic, right. <laughs> but also kind of like a genius. But... Yeah, but he's real fucked up. Yeah. And that's what a lot of geniuses are, unfortunately. They're really fucked up people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Donald Trump. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Is that where we went? Okay. Yeah, that's where we went. Are we yeah. calling him a genius now? What? Uh, yes. Uh, one of the best. One of the few. <laughs> Heard it here first. Heard it here first. You know, a New Yorker through and through. Yeah, that's the man. That's what made He like. is everything that's wrong with the city, I'd say. Yeah. And like his type of like New Yorker energy is like what... I think people like out like in, through like the rest of the country when they think of like New York, like those types of people. And he kind of does embody like that sort of like New York scumbag, real right. estate, finance, douche. Yeah. Pretty well. And that is like a very prominent part of like the city. Absolutely. But then there's so many other prominent parts of this, you know, like there's fashion here, there's comedy here, obviously. Like that's the coolest part of the city is like there's so many industries here, like tax okay. here now. Like you go to like LA, it's like a one industry town. You see, it's like a one industry town. I'm sure London is similar. I haven't been to London since I was like 12. London, I would say it's very similar to New York. Yeah, yeah. I've heard this and like, you want to know something embarrassing about when I was 12, I went to London. Uh, Otterborn, I think maybe that's where the neighborhood is. I don't know. But my, my cousin was getting married. Okay. And I'm 12 years old, and I'm taking a uh, shit in the bathroom of, bathroom of England. I'm taking a shit in my cousin's house. <laughs> in, in Buckingham Palace, I'm just, like, going number two, right? I'm, I'm pooping in my cousin's, like, bathroom. And in England, they have, like, the bidet. The hot, oh, the bidet. The bidet, right? But it's in a different, like sort of mechanism than like the, the toilet so you use the toilet then you go to like another station to like right. why would you clean it off and right. then you go right to the, to the toilet it's not super common but yeah exactly all right yeah so i don't know what, yeah. what was going on at my cousin's house okay. but i took a shit in the bidet oh no <laughs> <laughs> like i was just like wow this drain must be really powerful. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because it could just take all of this. And uh, yeah, I was like, why it isn't not flushing? And like, because it's like going like, you know, like the water is rinsing, but right. it's like not like yeah. at that level, you know, it can't take the mass. Oh yeah. my God. That's, that's horrendous. So you had to fit manually do something or? No, I made my mom do it. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, okay. 12 year old Bassam. Okay. 12 year old Bassam, man. Yeah. The wedding, ugh, that was so fun, though. The wedding was. The big. wedding was fun. The wedding was definitely fun. You know, brown people in London, they, they are a vibe. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool to see, like, they have, it's like the culture there is very, like, no one looks twice at a brown person there. You know, it's like a weird thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when I was there, I was like, I can see how some people have made this their home. Absolutely. Brown people are basically like the black people of England. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then they also have black people. And they also, who are also have black, the black people, people too. They're also the black yeah. people of England. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, that's one of the things I love about London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, because like America doesn't have that direct brown servitude relationship to it, that colonization like thing to it. But England is like directly there. And then, yeah, yeah now like 
I'm, I'm going to be going in like uh, Christmas time. So I'm excited to like see the Browns yeah. there and eat the Brown food there. Because... Oh, well, oh my God. I will give you some, you know, I'm sure your, your, your wife's cousin will give you some. No, they're culturalist people. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. No, I'll, give some, <laughs> I'll give you some, I'll give you some I don't know. Maybe they became white in the process of living here. I no, don't they're know. like, um, they're from Pakistan straight up and then spent some years in like America for like school. But then like, like they grew up in Pakistan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why they're culturalist people. No, uh, <laughs> they probably are. I feel like a lot of people who grew up in those like people I know who grew up in Turkey they don't want to come to Europe and experience like Turkish culture yeah. you know they want to experience European culture yeah yeah for sure and the same thing with the brown people I know who were from Pakistan or India yeah we're kind of that way too yeah whereas those of us who grew up in these spaces where we like always that you know you had to balance two cultures and so I feel like we have a stronger affinity to our culture in white spaces yeah yeah i think so i think like we recognize how like important it makes us yeah because it's like oh this wasn't always here right. so like now it feels cool that like this is being assumed by like not only our people but like by like other people who have yeah. maybe never had the chance to do this and now it's like oh okay like we can feel some type of like roots here right whereas it's like them it's like yeah sure. it's different yeah they came yeah. here for like the mcdonald's right. or like you know the real oh, yeah. uh you know meatloafs of the white industry sure like yeah. the, she's probably having shepherd's pie there and shepherd's fish, fish and, and chips, chips. Yeah. yeah that's the thing it's fish and chips got usurped as the national dish of england now it's chicken tikka which is flattering you know? I, I don't know it seems colonialist but colonialist a little bit yeah. but like you know what it's a really nice shocking admission that like your food is that bad yeah yeah it's funny oh god I, back in denmark i was doing this dialogue where it's like because there's a lot of uh far-right politics in denmark yeah so we're trying to like uh sort of bridge the gap between majorities and minorities and one day i got booked to do a workshop at a at a middle school that was like right on the border of germany yeah so there who, were a lot of books that there's there's a that? organization oh okay called uh, the border uh organization in yeah. denmark and they try to like use the German Danish example for brown and white people, uh, because Danish German relations were really tough for like the last hundred years with the First World War and Second World War. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So Danish and the border got moved a couple of times. So then you had German people ended up in Denmark and Danish people ended up in Germany. And you think that those are very similar people. That, that was they their looked, partition. They that was their partition, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. actually struggled. Like there was. Yeah. There was like a lot of fighting. There was a lot of segregation. And then they, the country sort of did something that they never do in our parts of the world. Yeah. They were like, ah, you know, we're going to look out for the minorities on either side. Okay. Because that was a similar experience they had. So they were like, yeah. we're going to build schools for Germans in Denmark, schools for Danish people in Germany so that they can have their own identities. Wow. And they can be like. Yeah, so it was like very, it was in the 70s. And the, the schools bond. will be in the camps and they can go to the camps. Yeah. <laughs> this was 74, so, yeah. you know, they were like trying to be better. Yeah. Um. So we use, and then eventually those groups started mixing after like they felt secure, I guess, in okay, those communities okay, that yeah, yeah. they had agency and freedom. Yeah. So then they started mixing. So now it's like a really good example of what it means to look out for the rights of the minorities. And that sort of is like the way forward. Yeah. So occasionally we'd be sent out to these schools in, in the border to do some of these workshops too. Interesting. And one day I asked uh, a German kid who lived in, so was in a German school in Denmark. And I said, so what is, um, what is some food that is German, classically German? And he said, Döner kebab. <laughs> 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 I was 
like, yeah, we won this Absolute one. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I went to, there was one donut kebab place near my apartment in D.C. And it was like German, like straight up. And I was like, okay, like you guys are really... Like they're putting a fuck ton of like mayo on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a huge scoop. It's like, is that white sauce? Uh, like, no, no. Yeah. In Germany, it would be white sauce. Yeah. It'd be like yogurt based. Okay. Yeah. 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 Definitely some yogurt in there. But even like schnitzel, when I went to Turkey, I was like, why is schnitzel so common here? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I've never like, seen that. Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't, you know what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not a Turkish dish. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there was like a very prominent part of like street food there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. What a, what so a crazy food exchange that really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say one thing that's also in the, in London, what I loved about the minorities is that there's a shared experience across all, all minorities that you don't see here. Yeah. So anyone who's a minority in, in the UK is sort of affected by colonialism, imperialism, you know, like it's brown people that came from, came as workers and black people that came from, as workers from, you know, the West Caribbean, Indies and, yeah, yeah, yeah. or like Nigeria or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, you have, you know, Middle Eastern people that came as refugees and workers. So there's a lot of sharedness. So that identity black minority ethic encompasses a lot of people and yeah. and you feel you can relate to other people whereas here yeah it's not that at all right so okay, brown okay. people are mostly they mostly came for education yeah, yeah they got like special visas you know same east asians maybe came as refugees but they have their own communities and then black people have much longer history here yeah so i don't feel like minorities across groups here really bond well yeah okay is that your experience what do you think so i definitely grew up in like more of like a predominantly like white area okay. in syracuse there was definitely some like jc brown community like muslim community and like our mosque even our mosque yeah i would say our mosque was pretty segregated right in terms of like ethnic like hangs because mm. like when the bosnians came to our mosque our parents were like we should probably find a different mosque <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah no i mean it was more of like there was a lot of bosnians that came in and then like that added to the group and then there was like a lot of like like Somalis and like East African and then there was like South Asians and then there were Arabs and then there was not a lot of like inter sort of mingling mm. between that unless it was like for like the bigger holidays but then like, there'd yeah. be certain like nights where it's like oh this is this night's hosted by like the South Asian one this one's hosted by like the East African ones this mm -hmm. is from the Bosnians so maybe in, in a certain way yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know you, you'd think that just like Islam would like bring people together it, it, eh, not so much yeah, yeah. yeah not so much. still pretty racist yeah still pretty yeah. racist yeah, yeah yeah there's still little fractions there uh but I think like, yeah, when I see things now, like when they say like BIPOC like here in America, it's like these are not, there are like some degrees of shared experiences, but we're not in that yeah. same category because there's been so many different levels of like maybe quote unquote colonialism or mm. like servitude or like our people have been fucked by this people like, but there's not a lot of solidarity between these communities. Sure. So we should stop pretending that we are. We are in like certain ways, but like at the same time, like, you know, like everyone's parents are racist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. matters of, like, which group, you yeah. know? It's not, like, a specific group for... I mean, for some people it is. But, like, you know, yeah. everyone has to, like, come to terms with that and not sort of pretend that, like, oh, because, like, this person is indigenous and this is a black guy, they're going to be on the same team. Mm. I mean, they will if it's, like, against whitey, fine. Right. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, that match has already been won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least in terms of, like, you know, 
Twitter, what? you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like uh are like at least like the brown comedians in like New York, like there's a pretty good sense of like I guess like community and camaraderie actually, um yeah. there. And like it's funny cuz like I think every like comedy community like from like the like the black comics, like the brown comics, Asian comics, like there is like a level of like support and like you know, you do each other's shows and like, mm. you know, kind of like hang afterwards and the white comics are not sort of like privy to that right. in a way yeah, yeah. they're like cool. oh okay interesting yeah they don't have that necessary like immediate sense of community there because they already kind of have like an institutional thing going on mm. but um like they're not like having like white cookouts if they are right they're not they're not posted <laughs> i would hope to get the invite yeah but oh my yeah God. yeah i feel like that would be problematic if they did a little right? bit a little bit maybe <laughs> it's like plan meeting like no, what do is what this? you want do what you want you guys can find a nice place in central park where right. it's only white people because that's that's a lot of times yeah that's yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel weird though is that i mean a white people coming together that's like most comedy shows though you know yeah, yeah yeah i would say you know but it's it's cool that like uh like when i first started comedy in new york there was definitely like comics that you knew that were brown uh but now there's there's just like so many now more right and like like the brown cookout for example like that was only like a thing because we were like oh we have these many people now like why wouldn't we do this yeah and it was so well attended it was great yeah everyone's it was it's big a, and yeah. the food's great the food's great it yeah. was such a cool day it was like wow i felt like that love of all these people together i, I keep saying it looked like a rutgers reunion but, you know. <laughs> yeah just slaying shaming rutgers here yeah just a uh, yeah. Here in new jersey yeah. yeah yeah i think like uh the the hang here like so especially like you know i don't know if you have family here do you have family in here no. yeah so like it's like nice that like you can kind of like have like a group of people with like a shared background yeah and like kind of understand you know where you come from like your religious practices your you know ethnic mm. practices all of that like it's nice because like i wasn't like going to like mosques by myself but i would go with like a brown comedian right you know right yeah yeah and i felt when i when i came here initially it was quite difficult to tap into those spaces um in the beginning because you know not only am i not i wasn't raised in this country i'm like super new to the country as well and to the scene so like trying to and i'm not i'm a middle eastern so that's also my minority amongst the, the minorities. Yeah, and a Kurd, um, and so a, a Kurd, minority so of a minority. Like, the inception of Middle Eastern <laughs> minorities. Yeah, like there's was, so many like minorities within Kurdish minorities. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I was I was at a I was hanging out at some point at the Brown Brown show at the comic strip. Uh, I forgot what the name of the show was, but big Brown show, I think. Yeah, yeah, big Brown show, and I just like a couple of comics were there, and they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna be here. Just come by." So I went and um, I said, I was sitting at a table and someone said, so where are you from? And I said, I'm Kurdish. And they were like, what is that? Oh, wow. And, and, they're, I, and they're brown themselves. They're brown. Yeah. I was like, are you, are you joking? Are you like, he's like, no, is that like a country? And I was yeah. like, oh, that feels like you're mocking me. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was a good joke. Yeah. You know? What's the capital? Yeah, What's the yeah. capital of Kurdistan? <laughs> but then he was like, no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I was like, wait, no, you really don't know. Yeah, yeah. And then so I was like, I'm so shocked by this. I was like, you really don't know. And yeah. then someone else said, don't shame him. Just explain what it is. I was like, yeah. no, I'm not shaming him. I'm really just surprised that you don't know. No, you you guys are like the dirty family seeker of Browns. You know, like, no one wants yeah. to talk about no one wants to talk. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you bring it up, you're like, man, you're just unpacking a lot of trauma yeah. here. And yeah. I was just upset because the person who said that was Palestinian. I was like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. They're specifically, they're like, those people don't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I mean, like even for me personally like so from being from Kashmir 
it's in between India and Pakistan. It's, it's divided up by these two countries. My family's from the Indian side. And so uh, we didn't, our family didn't move during partition. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I met Pakistanis, I met Indians, my parents never like directly even told me about partition. Okay. So I had to like learn that like, oh, the people who were living in Pakistan were not always there. They're not like indigenous to those parts of Pakistan. And same with like people in India. And then when I found that out, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because I was like, because like Pakistanis don't always look alike. Right. And also, like, they're borrowing a lot from Indian culture. It's mm. kind of, like, weird. I was, like, I had to piece this together myself. And so, like, I feel like for certain, like, I don't know, for, for your children's safety, you don't tell them all of these things about, like, what happened in, like, the brown world, in, like, right. the Cold World era, you know? For sure. Yeah. Uh, how is Kashmir now? Now, so I haven't been back in, like, 10 years, actually. Uh, I've been meaning to go. But, so, it's very beautiful there. Like, it was always, like, really, really nice. I didn't really get to, like, appreciate that when I was growing up. But, like, it's stunning. The beauty like the mountains like the weather is like pretty like nice um, there's so much military there just like in every like pocket of the world mm. and they are very clearly like not well received by the community there um, and then recently like india sort of like taken away it's like autonomous status so it's a little bit more like in part of india now so a little bit more things are coming back okay. but the thing with kashmir was weird because like you're being repressed by like the indian army but then there's also like this like islamist sort of like backdrop that is sort of like coincided with the separatist movement so then you have almost like islamist laws on top of like the indian military suppressing you okay so like for people who are living there it's depressing as fuck oh, gosh. yeah um but it was like fun visiting family there and like you know mm-hmm. A lot of times, like, we weren't able to go out. There was curfew. Um, so, like, the Indian military is, like, we're not going to, like, let you guys, wow. like, leave your homes. People were under, like, house arrest. Uh, electricity is, like, maybe, like, 12 hours a day. And you kind of have to just, like, you know, talk to people and, like, look at them. It's, like, weird. I hate doing that. You just want to play video games. Hang out. That's so wild. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, like, it's still, like, my family is, like, well off there. I can't, like, even front. We have, like, you know, helpers. Okay. we have drivers we have gardeners yeah, 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 yeah. they're paid what are, yeah. what are you trying to insinuate here john sue okay all right i mean rupees haven't gone through inflation like here but they're they're making a living all right there are villages there that need the opportunity okay to work for your family yeah to sure. the city elites of kashmir uh yeah i always feel like really weird i'm like you guys don't need to do this. yeah i can wipe my own ass it's cool yeah. wow. <laughs> no no i just like you need to clean up that shit in the bidet that i left do oh that right god. now yeah oh god um but no it's uh it's nice i like mm. my wife is pakistani so like the india has a real like bad history of like letting pakistani people into india mm. so like i want to take my wife there so i think she'd really like it because you know i can't imagine how disgusting pakistan looks no uh, <laughs> these are jokes but i, I want it would be cool to take her there and like show it to her um but hopefully the visa situation could like work mm. out we'll but see. even in Kashmir, they won't let people it well no like, it's like it's like she'd be well received in kashmir um mm. but like the indian government so kashmir is the only muslim majority state in india and there's there's a lot of blood a lot of history there with like hindus that were there um who were sort of forced to flee or like left in the 90s but um otherwise like it's like got like a good mix of like both like you know hindu and islamic culture and just generally like you know there's a lot of like history there predating like you know what india was right um but yeah like it would be cool to have her come there because like she would definitely feel kind of like at home but uh the rest of india is like very different 
Okay. Yeah. India as a concept shouldn't really exist. It was just like so many different right. Right, parts of like, yeah. you know, this South Asian continent. Yeah. And then the British were like, all right, well, we're going to just, you know, put you all this together. You know, same thing. And just the, the concept of the nation state is so modern. Yeah. So modern. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, like democracy in that area is so funny because like everyone there is just so like, you know, it's it's petty. It's like it's so like, you know. It's corrupt. It's so funny to see like that experiment. I don't know. You need yeah. a dictator. Yeah, you need a dictator. one good dictator. Yeah. And and Ojalan. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, where does your last name come from? Shawl. Yeah. Definitely more Persian. Oh, yeah. is it? Okay. There's like a little bit like Persian influence in okay. Kashmir allegedly, and like mm. my family like would definitely like comes at the thought of us being like <laughs> distantly like Persian. Okay. Like I have a Farsi tattoo. A lot of Kashmiri words are similar to Farsi, mm. and we use like a Farsi Urdu script. Right. Um, but yeah, like Shawl, I think is is pretty Persian. And then my my dad was adopted by his aunt and uncle who lived next door to his like biological parents. So oh. my original name would have been Thrabu, which is also very hella Persian. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. So I think that's where it comes from. Oh, that used to be a thing, right? Yeah. Like you have too many kids and you just like... Exactly. You just pass them off. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, watch them for a little bit. What was his upbringing like? I mean, yeah, he had like two sets of parents. It was dope. Right. Whenever I went to Kashmir, I had three sets of grandparents. None of these people know how to communicate with me except <laughs> by giving me money. So it's like, okay, like I felt the love. Yeah. Triple times. You right. know? Yeah. Wow. I walked away with like a lot of Benjamins. I'm like, how do you even have daughters here? Where did you get this? Yeah. Um, That's so wild. it was nice. Yeah. Having three sets of grandparents, not knowing that this was a thing until I was 12, oh. that my dad was like adopted mm. by his aunt and uncle. So like, I thought my, this the cousin that I was like trying to pitch you on marriage. I, <laughs> I thought he was my second cousin for the longest time until we were like 13. Then they told us and we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why are you like playing like the Truman show here? Yeah. Like, this is so weird. Like what you guys are just like fucking with us, like to see if we would like, like each other before. Like it was. That is so funny. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. It's so annoying because my dad's brothers are like six foot two. My dad is like five four. I'm like, what, what is the disconnect here? It sucks. <laughs> there are more adoptions that happen. Yeah, that they yeah, yeah. tell you about. <laughs> I know. They're like, we're going to take the runt and just put him up top and give him to this guy. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, dude, because like, fuck, man, I could have like, I had genes. I had like, my, my dad's adopted father was like six, like three, but he wasn't like biologically related to us. But I would always look at him. I'm like, where did I, where was the disconnect here, dude? <laughs> I think maybe your grandfather just like adopted your dad away because he was like, yeah, your mom, his mom fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Not my son. Yeah, like, just yeah. take him away. Maybe that's what happened. That's probably it. He's like, oh, no, yeah. not mine. He's like, no, no the, the, this paternity test is yours. Like, oh, you know, yeah, those are a little spotty though, back like, in, the, in the 50s. Yeah. They're a little, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> We don't oh, know. man. Yeah. DNA test? Come on. Back then, like, OJ got away even though the DNA test showed that it was his. You're yeah. right. You're yeah. right. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah it was really just like, no one what, what did the jury, shit. whatever they thought. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's funny. My grandfather had... So my mom's family, everyone is really tall. Everyone's like six two to six four. And my brothers are all six four. Wow. Yeah, I have three brothers and they're all six four. And like um, my mom and I are both five eight. So yeah. we're like on the taller side, I think, all of us. And and uh, my my grandfather had one son who was like six sons, but one son is very light skinned. Oh, okay. He was a favorite. No, they hated him. Oh, they hated him for they that. Hated wow, him. okay. Yeah, he was the reverse really mistreated. Okay, gotcha. He was like, That's not my son. Oh fuck. Like she must have get out of here, up. white boy. Yeah, get out of yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> they really mistreated that okay, one. Okay, Chad. 
okay, Matthew, how about you get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Yeah, he got treated like oh, a, that's a, so funny. Yeah, like a white boy. Because in Kashmir, the lighter skin like thing was like very favorable right. for people. Like right. I have cousins who like straight up look like they're like Justin Timberlake. Wow. Yeah. That light skin. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. Um, I don't know. How did your parents meet? They, so they were in like villages near each other. Got so it. My, my mom. Usually how it works. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. My mom actually came to Denmark when she was a child because my grandfather got a work permit in Denmark with okay. a lot of other men in the village. Uh, and then after a few years, he brought his family. So my mom was 12 when she came to Denmark. And then when she was 18, 16, 17 or something like that, yeah. my grandmother was like, all right, back to the village with you. Go uh-huh. get like ready for marriage. So she, they sent her back to Turkey and she was just like in the village with her sisters. And uh-huh. and then um, my dad was in, a, in another village and they all like knew of each other. And he was a student in the big city. Ah, he was okay. Like a, was a, yeah, he was yeah. a hot shot. Okay. He was a hot shot. Yeah, yeah. And she was known for being really beautiful because she and was underage, like yeah. tall. <laughs> underage. No, at this point, she's like 19. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Yeah, she's yeah. not 16, 17. A little Lolita for your <laughs> yeah, dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like 19. My dad was like 21 okay, as well. Okay. Like they were yeah. both really young. Yeah. Um, but he was a student and she was just a beautiful girl. Yeah. This is like, this sounds like it was happening like 18th century. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. no, it's just like, fucking 60 like what is that like 80s 80s, 80s. Yeah. yeah yeah um 80s in turkey is the same as the 18th century really. yeah for sure yeah 100%. Um, yeah I've seen yeah, so he, yeah so he was like you've seen Erdogan, Erdogan, so you, yeah, yeah, Erdogan, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking hate that fucking imperialist piece of garbage oh man my parents love that show, i know dude. brown yeah. people love that it's like, game of thrones they're like muslim liberation <laughs> yeah. and i'm just like yeah that all lets my people being killed but sure um anyway so he was like uh he heard of her because she was like you know just beautiful i guess and then he came to visit the village at someone's wedding and my mom was like oh he's a student like he has green eyes that's perfect that's it for me wow okay and so they got married that's great and then he came to denmark okay. i think he just married her for the visa for the yeah okay both of them they're like okay education exactly. green eyes good yeah. genes and she's like okay but i can take us away exactly to the nordic area so like Europe, yeah. right? And yeah. he was like, he didn't want to live in Turkey, and yeah. you know, those green eyes can't be buried in Anatolia. Yeah, yeah. Do you you mind the height thing? Because I've heard you make those comments before about height. It's almost like I. Some people are always like, oh, I don't. Need, they're like, you don't give me a small guy vibe, right? Some ways, and I'm like, that's th- that. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, I'm top heavy, so like my torso is long, okay, and then my legs are short, <laughs> so it just sucks. <laughs> my legs just did not get the picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, like for me, it's like okay, I'm definitely like on the shorter end of the scale. Uh, it definitely was a precursor of me entering comedy because you're like oh he's like the little guy you know yeah, yeah. it has to be funny you know yeah yeah but then you see people like kevin hart right he was always the funny thing was a big part of his comedy identity and he really used that yeah. to his advantage and i i heard you do some bits i remember was it at the brown mirror show yeah um you did a you just like called out someone in the audience you were like you wouldn't date me. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I mean, they wouldn't, dude. Like, again, like my my wife wouldn't. She actually told me that she saw me before the pandemic on the app, but I, I didn't meet her height requirement. Right. And so I'm like, that sucks because I think I did see you too. And I definitely swiped right. <laughs> and it was only after the pandemic that like she consulted she her, her brother. She lowered yeah. her standards. Okay. Her brother is like 5'7". And then he was like, hey, I think maybe you just got to like, mm. you know, lower the height like a little bit. And she did. And then when I met her, though, because I saw on her profile, it said five foot six. On my profile, it said five foot seven because I was lying at this point. And then I go to meet her. And as I'm like walking towards her, I'm like, 
oh fuck, she actually is like five foot six. Because sometimes girl the girls lie. So right. as soon as I saw she was like actually five foot six, I'm like, oh fuck, like we were. Do directly. girls lie about their? Height? I mean, they could maybe. I don't know, but there's like a lot of times like some people who look five foot six are not five foot six. I don't know. It's like I a whole, feel like guys always lie. Like yeah, if I see lie. if I see someone who's. Six foot, like yeah, he's five eleven. He's five eleven, yeah. Usually, he, you round yeah, up. Yeah, he's five eleven. He's five ten. So I'm always like, so I have a six foot height requirement, but that's also because I'm five eight. Yeah, I know you. You have the right. You know, it looks awkward really fast, and I think a couple of times I know that I swiped on people who are six foot. I'm like, they'll be five eleven. That's like right on the corner. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You have a nice like safe area there. Yeah. Yeah. Like a- no, but like when my wife she wears heels, like she's definitely taller than me, but mm-hmm. like. I look like a fucking pimp, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't like, give a shit, dude. She's beautiful. Yeah. Why would you You shouldn't mind at all. It's yeah. like, like the Adams family, you know? <laughs> Where like she's just like the tall, like, you know, statue-ass person. I'm right. just like this like, you know, like little fucking pudgy motherfucker. Yeah, you're uh, like, you don't know what I got. Like, yeah. you don't know how I got her. <laughs> yeah, you know, packing down here, dude. All right? Yeah. You're like tripping, Lowest, yeah. Low center of gravity helps. Yeah. Definitely helps. Yeah, everyone That's admits cool. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, we talked a lot about, oh, we talked a lot about history and politics. We did, up top. Yeah, yeah. 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 We chopped it up. What was the first time we did hookah? I was like t- asking people. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Oh, man, first time we did hookah. My fraternity is huge on hookah. It was like a South Asian fraternity. That's a thing? Yeah, so like we'd have to, part of our pledging like requirements was like learning how to like pack a hookah. Wow. The coals and everything <laughs> like that. So like hookah was huge. A lot of South Asian guys, uh, Arab guys, uh, Latino, um, like black, Dominican, Hispanic, Asian. And then we have like the token white guy. And even the token white guy was like really into the hookah too. Yeah. Um, so hookah was huge. I, the smell of hookah is like that in a fraternity room is like a thing for me. Like I have like a certain like the beer and hookah is like ingrained in like this giant ass nose of mine because like. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like eight years of high school and college. Wow. Um, so Horace, my brother, he had a hookah with his fraternity and he brought it home and then they were like smoking in the basement. My parents were scandalized. Then we go to France with my parents. My parents start smoking there and like now it's like, okay, they're cool with it now, wow. right? Um, and then when I was in Turkey, yeah, I was, Ortakoy has like a little area near mm. the water, which has like a lot of good hookah spots, yeah. Nagila spots. But I would, I would drink a lot. And then with hookah too, like you're getting just like real lightheaded. You get real fucked up. Yeah. yeah. So I've definitely like, have like blown chunks right yeah yeah after like hitting the hookah you so you you do a show called brown mirror i do you want to plug that yeah sure uh so it's like once a month uh at the stand comedy club which is on east 16th street uh usually the third sunday and it's like a good lineup of like south asian middle eastern occasionally kurdish people oh, you know gosh. yeah once yeah. yeah once once uh right. but yeah then we kind of have like a mix-up of like you know any other type of comedian i just like want it to be a, a good like assortment of, of different talent on the show <laughs> and uh yeah it's fun you've done it it's, it's it was yeah, great it's you had great. a great time yeah sure. um great yeah show. so come out to that if you're ever in new york yeah. 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 So where can people find you? They can find me Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, just at Basamshaw, my name. And um, at the stand, at comedy shop, places in New York. Hell yeah. Clubs and colleges, you know. And you can find me on Johnson This That on Instagram, uh, Johnson Comedy on TikTok. Um, please listen to the podcast, rate and review. Thanks for coming, Basam. Thanks for having me. Thank you.